Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Mechigoria. This 
This is your land. But why is it the, the reprobates are taking over it? Because this is what happens. Didn't she tell us, January 25th, 1997, I invite you to reflect about your future. You are creating a new world without God. June 12th, 2016, Linda, Florida. 49 dead, 53 wounded. All this was sudden. We're not dwelling in the land in peace now. Didn't she tell us, March 18th, 1996, do not reject from yourselves the name of God that you may not be rejected. June 18th, Istanbul, Turkey, 45 dead, 238 wounded. We're not dwelling in the land. Didn't she tell us, May 2nd, 2016, my children observe well the signs of the times. Amazing statement. July 1st, 2016, Bangladesh, 28 people killed in a heinous way that they did it. Didn't she tell us March 25th, 1992, I invite you to change your life because you have taken a path of misery, a path of rain. You have gone away from God. Therefore, here is what I say to you. Satan is playing with you and with your souls. July 3rd, 2016. Four attacks. Over 220 killed. 221 wounded. We're not dwelling in the land, which means we're not in our land in peace anywhere. These last terrorist attacks or not at home except for the Lando one. And you have the California Bernardina terrorist attack. But why is this happening? Didn't she tell us June 24th, way back in 1983, before all this stuff started happening? You cannot imagine what is going to happen nor what the Eternal Father will send to the earth. That is why you must be converted. There is a direct tie to our life, how we live it, to dwell in the land. What is the principle of that? How does it work that way? We just had a reading in Mass. They talked about Amos 4, 11, 12. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. That's when they were going to lose their land. Our Lady brings the Scripture to life. March 17, 1989, when she says, Prepare yourself to look at Jesus eye to eye. That message impacted me so much. Our Lady, I know she means this. I know she's preparing us to meet Jesus eye to eye. I know this is for the second coming. Be it five years, 50 years, 500 years. These messages are preparing us for that time. And we are the go-to. We are the witness how we dealt with an Antichrist system that's being built. That in our moment, we have her here with us to tear it apart and set it back because the time yet is not here for this to take place. But without her intervention, it would be. And so when she says, prepare yourselves to look at Jesus, I, I, that means that. That's going to come about. Why? Because this is your land and we're not holding on to it. And the reason we're not holding on to it is because of our sins and our tolerance and accepting things that are unseemly in others and not repenting in our own self, in our own sins. Our Lady comes in the second month and shows us this about our souls, how important things are for us, that we won't be here on the land without God's blessing. And we don't get God's blessing without doing what the biblical mandates guide us to do. All these messages are so in the same way, given in a profound way to bring us back to what we've forgotten. Our ladies, July 2nd, 2016 message on the Day of Nonbelievers. 
Dear children, my real, living presence among you should make you happy because this is the great love of my Son. He is sending me among you so that with a motherly love I may grant you safety, that you may comprehend that pain and joy, suffering and love make your soul live intensely, that I may call you anew to glorify the heart of Jesus, the heart of faith, the Eucharist. From day to day, through the centuries, my Son, alive, returns among you. He returns to you, though he has never left you. When one of you, my children, returns to him, my motherly heart leaps with joy. Therefore, my children, return to the Eucharist, to my Son. The way to my Son is difficult, full of renunciations. But at the end, there's always the light. I understand your pains and sufferings, and with motherly love I wipe your tears. Trust in my Son, because he will do for you what you would not even know how to ask for. You, my children, you should be concerned only for your soul, because it is the only thing on earth that belongs to you. You will bring it, dirty or clean, before the Heavenly Father. Remember, faith in the love of my Son will always be rewarded. I implore you, in a special way, to pray for those whom my Son called to live according to Him and to love their flock. Thank you. Our Lady's messages grow in their intensity, in their revelation, and what is she showing us? She's actually told us very recently, the apostles of the revelation. You have people and theologians that have problems with private revelations and people taking it and comparing it to the Bible. Redzinger, later Pope Benedict, but as Redzinger said, that we cannot stay confined to the sterile, this is what he said, sterile repetition of scriptures. Wow. This is pre-Pope. This is the man who became Pope, who said, we cannot be confined to the sterile repetition of the scriptures. That's what we hear every Sunday, the sterility of this over and over and over. When we read the gospel and what they say and tell us about the gospel, we don't need that. How can I say that with authority, with truth, with power? Because Our Lady is here repeating the gospel, the readings, the scriptures, in her own words, without using the exact words in scriptures. Why? To invigorate, as Zinger said, Holy Scripture. So his words, we cannot confine ourselves to the store repetition of scriptures. God sends private revelations to invigorate the scriptures. Why? Because ages change, peoples change, men change as these ages go by. New things are developed. There needs to be a new profound way to see the scriptures in a modern way. And that's what she's here for. It's a profound thing. That's why he says, pray to comprehend the profoundness of my messages. Why? Because they're the repetition of the scriptures in a new light through private revelations that's coming to the light, the real revelations of the Bible. Nobody's connected this. Nobody is saying this even in the Medjugorje world. They haven't bridged that and grasped that yet. Because theologically, you want to keep private revelations in this little small box, and public revelations is everything. Then why is God sending the Virgin Mary? Why did we get the revelations of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart? Why are those things even part of the Mass now? 
if that's public revelations, and private revelations are of little significance. Or some might say, yeah, they have great significance, but we don't have to believe in that. Yes, you do. Why? Because God knows you need it. The scripture relates that the people's faith will perish without the visions. We have to have from age to age the revisiting of Jesus, just like she said, from day to day through the centuries my son lives and returns among you. Who is that through? The Virgin Mary. Did you catch what she said? Did you hear what she tell us? What she said today when she held out her hand? Didn't anyone ever tell you? She says today, my real presence should make you happy. And then um, she says, because it's the heart of the faith, the Eucharist. She's speaking of something of a mystery here. My real, what is Jesus? The real presence. But my is the Virgin Mary. She's dressing herself. My real living presence should make you happy. Because why? This is the great love of my son. Where is the son? The heart of Jesus, the heart of faith, is the Eucharist. Did you know in the beginning days in Medjugorje, a lady says, wherever you are in Christ, I'm there at the altar? Do you think Our Lady is being given a, a new role, a new efficacy? It certainly shows this in this private revelation that is not that significant in the eyes of many of the theologians. But bringing something in public revelations to a great truth of what Our Lady is doing is a very profound thing for her to say, my real living presence and the Eucharist. Therefore, my children return to the Eucharist. Why is she emphasizing that? Return to the Eucharist, to my son. Don't think that it was she, the woman, the most pure woman, received in her womb and nourished him, the Christ, with her milk. And that was done in such a way that us men feed on her because when we take him, it was he who nursed at the breasts of the woman. And so that blood that nourished her milk, who nourished the Christ, who nourishes us, is to be in us. This is a big revelation. And I have to qualify it by saying private revelation, so I won't be condemned. But don't think this isn't about real revelations. It's her words that says, you are my apostles of the revelations. We are living a Bible moment, very huge, just like when the Red Sea parted, just like with Moses receiving the Ten Commandments, except this is all bigger, much bigger than that. So when you hear the words, dear children, my real living presence among you should make you happy because this is the great love of my son. He is sending me among you so that with a motherly love, I may grant you safety. Where were the Israelites going to for 40 years? Where are we going to right now with our lady? Do you realize they, they wandered for 40 years in the desert? Do you realize that we're 35 years into this? Not yet full three decades. Took Jesus Christ three years to establish his ministry. And soon as he established that and the birth of the church on Pentecost, Paganism began to decline. Do you not think that here we are in three decades of apparitions, 35th year, that puts us in the middle of the third glorious mystery? And what's going to happen after these 39 years hit, we hit 40 years? We'll have completed the three mysteries, the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious. But we have 40 years we had. What happens then? Then the illumination comes. We'll see what all you did for these 40 years. We'll be free, going into the land to dwell. God permits it. He clears the way. And so we have the luminous mysteries, 
by design of the Holy Spirit, John Paul named and told us about, about the proclamation of the kingdom of God and the call to conversion. Is that not what Ali is here for? You think this is just accidental? You think, oh, I want to be great. I'm going to be John Paul. I'm going to start another mystery of the rosary. At first, I actually even thought that. I was, I didn't understand. I didn't, I, I was bothered by it because Ali says three, 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 over and over, three hemorrhoids, three our fathers, three glory bees. Yes, seven, seven, seven. But the 40 thing didn't come clicking to me. So we have three decades, 30 years of apparitions, which actually three decades will lead up to the 40. All this is a mystery. And as she progresses in this, she reveals more and more things to us. And today, or the other day, because this is July 5th, and we've got this because I was delayed in Medjugorje in Italy, that we did this important program about this message. You can't pass this off. When I says that I may grant you safety, safety to dwell in the land. She's leading us out of the desert of darkness of the world today to the land. And everything is to, connects to that. And so we have people not dwelling in properties that they have, not doing what they need to do because they're lost. Why? Because we don't have the land that we're rooted to. We're rooted to the cities. We're very transit. We can go anywhere. There's no, there's nothing being built in our world today that holds us to the soil. And that's why we're rootless. We're wandering around. We have no place to be. And we don't understand what is taking place. We think land and dwelling in the land has no significance. In this valley here, we're already in our third generation. That's something to say about that. There's something like this beginning here. We told them beginning the community down the road, and they got upset with us. Uh, I did it at a public forum, something where they were trying to vote and put power over us. I said, we're not part of your community. They went livid over that. And my answer to them is, you're not living the way we're living. We're your brothers. We have nothing against you. But you're not doing what we do, and, and you're not in union with our community in that sense. It didn't make a lot of people happy. But I didn't say it to make people happy. Jesus didn't say things to make people happy. We've had 39 children born who lived in this valley since we rooted in it. And it's for us who weren't born in this valley and that we've rooted ourselves in this land. We love this land, the valley and the mountains, even more so than those who were born here because they don't understand the significance that we came here. We chose this place and we fell in love with it. I knew this land was sacred the first time I saw it. I loved this place before I even set foot upon it. I did not find it. It found me. It was a call to come to this land. I didn't know what our lady was going to do. I didn't know she was going to appear here. But my soul sensed something. Everyone who comes to this place, they love it. They see it as home. But to be born here is to have a place, a place called home. That means everyone who roots herself to this place grows history. Right out of its very souls, the way we live. It's the chapters of the life's book. It's an important place. I was just with Maria. We were talking about it. I was just with the priest who's very close friends with Pope Francis. I just showed him all the photograph albums of a way of life. He's fascinated by it. Maria has photograph albums in her home in Medjugorje and in Italy. Somebody took them away because the pictures were so beautiful that she had to bring hers from Italy. She says, can you give me another copy of them? Anytime people come to Maria's, she's always talking about the community here, our way of life, about our home, what my wife and I established through the grace that the Virgin Mary sought us to fulfill. We didn't have to say yes to it. But this is her land. She gave it to us, and we gave it back to her. 
what we have to learn today from all these things that's taking place in the world is that you can lose your roots. You can die from the way of life that God gives to you. And this is exactly what's happening and occurring in the world today. People are being uprooted from the land everywhere. Syria, Iraq, here, United States, all the rules, all the laws, all the environmental things. People aren't able to do in the lands what they want to do. And they're being uprooted from even their homelands. And God's allowing others to take it. Well, how come God would do that? If my people is a biblical mandate, that mandate calls for repentance, in which if you repent, if my people repent, I will heal their land, turn from their ways. So the repentance of the people are to take action in their own lives, confess, and they can dwell in the land. We have many sins across the world today that we're committing with the land that God gave us. Mostly people just thinking about how much profit can I make? How can I turn a profit? How can I buy property or buy a house or buy a bigger house, invest and make more money? It's only about money. And what is money about? Just the love of money. Money doesn't give you anything. Money's money. It gives you the transaction to buy something else. But all we can see and all we're looking for today is a profit off the land instead of the love of the land. Love of the land grows from the soil, connected to it. A way of life for the soul, connected to the soil, in turn grows fruit in the soul. The soil and the soul go together. Adam was made from it, thereby we are also. We're losing the land today, only driven by the love of money and materialism. It is a tragedy to lose roots from the ground of what you are from. And so we see so many people losing their properties, often through usury to the banks and how they take it. And they get the idea, well, I can make more money. It's not about making more money, people. It's about dwelling in the land. Do you want to dwell in your land? People for generations on prime land have lost it because they followed a path that was deceptive but attractive. And they lost everything through that happening to them. Well, I was born in this valley On this ranch I was raised I learned to look rope and dally On the S, lazy edge Where the roots of my people They run deep on this place I am sixth generation On the S, lazy edge and when it came to the future I never gave it a thought If there were Bronx to be broken Endless tears to be caught Where my youth, it was carefree For the work was my play And what I loved would always be there On the S Lazy age I had one Beloved sister A few years younger than me Before so Cowboy had kissed her She left for school In the east Me, I might Have gone to college Might have liked To fly planes but my dad needed help to run the S Lazy H So I worked there alongside him Put out all years in this place And I gained appreciation for the lines on his face And when mom had grown older Dad passed away It fell to me 
to look after B.S. Lazy H. By now my sister She had married A sharp attorney Back east We didn't see Eye to eye But I did my best To make peace What did they see When they looked over Over the fence One fine day They saw a whole Lot of value in the S, lazy H. So after thought and assessment, the court awarded them half and no cow. Calf operation carries that kind of cash. Well, I worked through the numbers, worked them every which way. Yeah, I went through the numbers Oh, and boys, I'm afraid I had to sell 20 sections of the S Lazy H Sometimes right isn't equal Sometimes equal's not fair There was soon be rows of houses on that ridge over there many lifetimes of labor will be all but erased so shed a tear and look skyward God help the S lazy H Last few years were a struggle, but I gave it my best, and I tried to go forward on the land that was left. Well, I have lived with the sorrow, and I will die with the shame. For now the bank owns what's left of the S. Lazy H This is a true story Sad and tragic Of people everywhere All over the lands It's happening every day What we think land is for What we've been taught is for Is not what it's for you couldn't convince me that I would buy land that the Virgin Mary would appear upon. And yet, she came, sanctified it, created a way of life that to think just to make money off of it or use it for that purpose, anything other than a way of life would just be pennies not wealth. We have people repeatedly through the years have come to me telling me, do you know how much your land is worth? We're in a different world. They measure land as beauty and what they see here in the measurement of money. We measure it in how many people are buried in a cemetery across the street, how many people are born here, what we do on a daily basis, and doing simple things like yesterday, 4th of July, celebrating in a way that very few people did in the whole nation. And I doubt if they had the joy our people had. I wasn't here yesterday. But we have a lake. I came in at almost 8 o'clock at night. Yesterday morning, Standing by the lake, I was thinking about what I was doing that morning, yesterday morning. 
I was standing next to Pope John the Twenty-Third in St. Peter's Church with a cardinal doing mass for about fifteen people, my wife and I. Received communion, went to the holy doors, went straight to the airport from there, caught a flight straight to Atlanta, and stayed in my lake that night. I've been to Rome many times, but it struck me, how can I be inside St. Peter's in Rome having Mass in a church that would shake any Protestant about their faith, about this is the one true faith, the grace, the might, the power of that basilical. Our mother church is daunting, especially when you can be there in the morning and then you can be at your own land that night. A tie that enriches me about our 4th of July and what we're doing and what we're living and dwelling in the land. No, Mr. Real Estate Agent, there's no price you can put on here. If you offer me $1 billion and then go give $10 million every community member, what is that? Pocket change. We've got a way of life, and you can have the same. And we've had on this land to show you that way. The ladies were established in the dwelling land. That she says, didn't anyone ever say, did you capture a vision of glory? This is what a lady did here in the field. This is what she does in the bedroom. She appears. She's a vision of glory. As the song says, when she held out our hand today. What's she doing that for? Why is she here in the world? Why is she coming in this land here to give this witness to you? It's reaching to the broken ones what her hand is. Right down to where you stand. Where was we standing? In the field. Where were we in the bedroom? On our knees. Didn't anyone ever tell you this was your land? I was going to lose the land. The way we had to liquidate our properties to get it after Maria appeared on the field, after we owned other lands, Satan tried to take it. But she made, through a scripture verse, an incredible moment that said, you will dwell in the land. That's a quote. In fact, she told me to be steadfast because the land was going to be taken. And so I opened the Bible, I point to the Bible verse and get an answer from God of what it's supposed to do. And the Bible verse says, wait for the Lord, keep his way. He will promote you to the ownership of the land. Pretty profound. And you know what God did? You know what all he did? Exactly what that Bible verse did. So think about it. Didn't anyone ever tell you that she's here to do this for you? Contemplate that. Didn't anyone 
As with the S Lazy H Ranch, this is what's happening everywhere. There's no holding the land together. And what divides it often, say a family of four siblings who inherit it, how do they keep it? In France, they've got a general consensus of the way they do it. It goes to the first oldest son. And then he shares it with the family. There's other things, and I don't want to get off track of what we're talking about with this message, but the land has to be held on to. Israel was driven from the land for 2,000 years, but it never left their heart. The land dwelled in the heart. They longed for it. They begged for it. They cried out to God, and God has given it back to them because they kept the love alive. We bought a lie. We can live in apartments, we can be transit, we can be nomads, we can be Bedouins. But even the Bedouins dwell in a land that they know, that they crisscross over, and they can do what they need to do to follow that. And so we got to live different. We need a new mentality. And we need to understand what it means to dwell in it. How come we don't dwell in a land? How do we develop into a city? Cain was confined to the city. That was his punishment. Cain built the city, and Adam and Eve was out in the garden, and they were expelled, but they were rural. They're agriculturally based. That's what we do here. You think, this is more what we do on a mission. I'm going to show them, I'm filtering in this. No, a lady says, I may grant you safety. It doesn't mean we won't experience pain and joy or pain suffering. He says that you may comprehend that pain and joy, suffering and love, make your soul live intensely. You live more intensely in a rural area. You don't in the city. You might say, well, I'm in the city. I don't agree with that. So be it. I'm just telling you what a lady is showing us right here. The soul, make your soul live intensely, that I may call you anew to glorify Jesus in the heart of the faith of the Eucharist. You can understand the Eucharist more in nature than standing in front of the Eucharist. Is that anapta? No. We're so busy. We run in. We go to Mass. We come out. We're assailed by everything. We're so busy that we don't have the comprehension to even go into the Scriptures and make them come to life. You know what the Bible says? 
The Bible says to honor your father so that you may dwell in the land. This is a biblical principle. It has no escape. You must honor your father. This culture doesn't do that. Today, the father is scorned and degraded in, in democracy. How Hollywood makes fun of it. Every, all the jokes or the brunt jokes is always about, oh, this is my husband. I heard a guy on the plane. His wife said, uh, he stood up when his daughter said something. She told him to sit down and uh, said like he's, he's not, something like to the effect he's not balanced. I was embarrassed. And we see this over and over and over. In fact, I was meeting somebody in St. Peter's Square, a friend, my wife and I, and uh, they were flagging to me and thought I didn't see them, but I saw this Japanese woman just chewing her husband out because he wasn't taking the picture right. And she wasn't joking. Here's this little Chinese woman, a Japanese woman, and she just, and she couldn't even f- smile in the picture when he did take it. She was so mad at him. I felt sorry for the guy. He was bound to her instead of her bound to him. And finally, my wife and our friend Kathleen is waving to me, and I'm, I'm shooing away. I want to watch this because I learned things seeing this. And while that may be humorous, it's this way. Fatherhood is mocked much more than motherhood. Motherhood is not even practice, really, in the fullness of what it offers. It's what the woman wants. And so you must honor your father to dwell in the land. If you're honoring your father... Oh, really, if I get better said, is when one doesn't honor their father, it doesn't depend on if he's perfect, that you don't do it. Well, you must realize to honor one's father doesn't depend upon whether he's perfect or not. Because he sits in a position of authority that is perfect, that of God the Father. And both he and the Father, the Heavenly Father, is to be respected. If nothing else, you can at least respect his position, and dwell in the land. Father, I'm gonna say thank you Even if I'm still hurt Oh, I'm gonna say bless you This whole war in me You did your best or did you? Sometimes I think I hate you I'm sorry God for feeling this I can't believe I'm saying it I know you were a troublemaker. I know you never got the chance to be Feeling this, I can't believe I'm saying it. 
Wow. I say that as wow because she wrote this to her father after he died. And our lady said today, I may grant you safety that you may comprehend that pain and joy, suffering and love make your soul live intensely. She said in the words of the song, this is why I am what I am today. She was meaning that it helped her. That same time hurt her. Pain and joy, suffering and love. And she's saying this very intensely, which you could feel it. It's a song from the heart. And you know what she did about doing this? Admitting that sometimes she hated her father. But she hopes for the best. She was forgiven him of the abuse. Because that's what happened to her. But she freed herself. And her words show what a lady said in the second of the month. I understand your pain and suffering, and with motherly love, I wipe your tears. Most of the suffering today is surrounded around the Father, and much of it is unjust. Because it's not always Him. And she got the mental capacity of her suffering to admit that I know you were a troubled man. I can't believe I'm saying this. Sometimes I hate you, but really I love you. And I hope heaven has given you a second chance. This is the Bible. Honor your father. I don't care what you perceive, what you think, what's real, not real, because many things are misconception against fatherhood today. And the Bible says, honor your father that you may dwell in the land. What about the mother? No, it doesn't say that about the mother. You're not going to live in the land by your mother honoring her. It says, honor your father that you may dwell in the land and honor your mother that you may live a long life. Two different things. And what's lacking in the world today is fatherhood. And so this very powerful song speaks to any heart that hasn't given forgiveness to the father, living or dead. You owe it to him, not because of what he's done, he hasn't done, because he sits in the position and the representative of God the Father. And that's truth. And it's not up to you, even if you're the victim of it, to judge him wrong. You don't know all his circumstances. You don't know how he was raised, what formed him, why he is what he is, what the devil's done to him. Love him because he's the representative of God the Father's authority. He carries that, and that alone makes him right in who he is to be respected, not his lack of virtue or anything else. Once you understand these truths, that Jesus has been through us through the centuries, that he's been with us to teach us about God the Father, then everything would turn back to normal. And she's our lighthouse. She's here to show us this. She says today, there is always the light. What does the light do? I may grant you safety. What does the lighthouse do? It brings you to safety. 
And then he tells us, you're never far from where I am. Her message conveyed that. She said once, call me, I'll come immediately. Early is like a lighthouse. She's bringing you home. She wants to dwell in your heart. So always remember, you're never far from her. Ask her to be with you. Ask her to give you the heart of a lion. This is the strength we need. Lion-hearted. And once we become a people like that, then we will be able to change the world and reverse everything that assails us today. Your light is inside of me Like a raging roar Like an ocean born You're in my veins Your voice is serenity to be a lion-hearted people, the strength of that. And Pope Francis said on June 17th, we need lay people who take risks, 
who get their hands dirty, who are not afraid of making mistakes, who go forward. We need lay people with a vision of the future, not confined to the little things of life. The church needs lay people who dare to dream. And it's a dream that the Virgin Mary is with us every day for 35 years. And you can make it a reality and dwell in the land. Act, pray, and let God bless you. Make your dream come true. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechagoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.